0: And now, it's time for a Deep South legend that's been keeping it real here in Atlanta for over two decades. It's the Buck Baloo Show, only on The Fan.
1: Live from the Battery Atlanta and 680 The Fan Studios, you got the Buck Baloo Show here on The Fan. 680 and 93.7, streaming at 680thefan.com. Click and watch. And you can do that with a fan mobile app driven by Beaver Toyota of Coming. Beaver Direct, fastest and easiest way to shop online for your next vehicle. Visit BeaverToyotaOfComing.com and see what wow really means. Download the app now in the Apple app and Google Play Store. 10 o'clock hour on the fan. Dupree Plumbing. Go with the plumber I trust and save $50 off your next plumbing service at DupreePlumbing.com. Gorgeous day in Atlanta. Well, not so much. But we got a big football game coming up tomorrow afternoon, man. Georgia and Alabama, as Coach O would say. And the gang's all here. Road Dog Gillespie ready to go. He's got his Georgia gear on, as always. And Derek Thomas showing up with Georgia gear on today. Are you catering to, to me, DT? What's going on?
2: Oh, I mean, I Georgia grad myself. All right, so yeah, I usually cheer for the team as well. Good job. I just don't see you
1: in the Georgia gear that much. That's what I'm saying. Oh, I'll good have to, to see uh, you in it. I'll have to get some more. There you go. Yeah, Road Dog, See, he's the guy that's loaded up with all the latest gear, man. That's that's why I'm so jealous. He always has the new stuff that he, he gets. does. Yeah, I mean, he's looking sharp, and we're talking about the latest and greatest stuff too. That. New Georgia Bulldog logo that is not on everything. And uh, Road Dogg's got it on everything. He's even got the shoes. I mean, you know you're big time when you got the Georgia shoes on. All right, we got a lot of things to get to. Short time to get there. Appreciate you hanging out with me today. 10 to 11, Monday through Friday. Really, it's 42 minutes of content. We better get busy.
3: Bucks. Bucks. take.
1: Buckle up. Buckle that seat belt, college football fans. This is about to get crazy. Four spots for eight deserving teams. And the playoff committee's makeup is shaky at best. Big reveal coming down a little more than 48 hours. And starting tonight, the dominoes begin to fall. Who gets in and who gets disrespected? Nick Saban played the disrespect card yesterday prior to the epic SEC championship game tomorrow, the idea of the SEC getting shut out of the playoffs is downright disrespectful. There are three teams in the top ten right now with three wins over top 25 competition, and two of them are Georgia and Alabama. Consider this. The SEC has won four consecutive national championships and six of the last nine. Leave the SEC champ out? That's criminal. Now, the crystal ball shows the worst-case scenario is this. Alabama beats Georgia tomorrow in downtown Atlanta. Say what? The playoff committee in the following 24 hours gets down to one spot available in the playoff with Texas and Alabama to choose from. Down goes the SEC. Disrespectful is what Coach Saban calls it. And in that scenario, a team that is a two-time defending champ that had won 29 games in a row gets the cold slap in the face. And I think that's crazy. So buckle up. The collision is just around the corner. And I can't wait to see how this thing's going to unfold. By the way, no team heading into championship weekend, ranked sixth or lower, has ever gotten in. And right now, Texas is seven and Alabama's eight. As a matter of fact, Coach Saban, let's hear from the GOAT, Nick Saban, talking about this very thing. The SEC is one of the best conferences in the country. I think Georgia is one of the best teams in the country. I think if we beat them, we'd be one of the best four teams in the country. I think it would be a a disrespect to the SEC if there is an SEC representation in the Final Four. I do believe that. Yeah, the Deep South would be furious. We might storm the place where the college football committee is meeting, if that happens. They might be leaving out the back door, Sort of like Urban Meyer did at Ohio State a couple of years ago. You know, all the media was waiting out front after he you know, you stepped down and uh, Urban stepped out that side back door. Dirty out man. of there quickly. Big Take brought to you by Dayco Systems. Heating and air for your HVAC repair. Contact locally on Dacosystems Systems at decosystems.com. Keeping Atlanta comfortable one home at a time. So what about you guys? Road dog, would you just be absolutely stunned and feel disrespected if Georgia and Alabama don't end up in the college football playoffs?
3: Yes, if both of them, neither one of them ended up, I don't see how that's possible. How you have an SEC champion who doesn't end up in the in the game in the pl- four? even if that is Alabama with one loss. Uh, obviously, if Georgia wins, they're in. Oh, and there's no doubt about that. If yeah. Georgia, if Alabama wins, can you make the argument that both should still
1: be able to get in? I think you could. DT, what about you? What are you thinking about this? You're going to go crazy.
2: Oh, yeah, I and mean, it would be shocking for us, like if going back to the beginning of the year, to even think about an SEC and they're not being an SEC representative. Um, I do agree that... The winner of this game will be one of the four best teams in the country. Oh there's wow! No, so no you're saying Texas
1: that. is going to get in too? Then
2: no. Uh, well, I didn't say that. All right. That's what the why committee. I'm that. That's what the committee has told you. So a one a, a, a conference champion uh, Texas it probably would get in over a, a conference champion Alabama, and then if you got three other co- undefeated conference champions or two other, I should say, um, yeah, it's going. to it's possible. It's and definitely possible.
3: An SEC champion Alabama with one loss and a Texas champion uh, with one loss, both are better, in my opinion, than an
1: FSU undefeated. Yeah. Well, and it's going to be interesting with news coming down that Tate Rodemaker with the concussion. Concussions, yeah. Yeah, no, no practice all week long. Uh, forecast is Rodemaker won't be playing for Florida State. In the ACC championship game coming up tomorrow, which means a third team quarterback that has not played any this season, basically the freshman, too, yeah, the guy yeah. just getting some reps for the first time with the number one O this week in practice. What a whirlwind for that young man! I imagine. I just, I mean, oof. such a disappointing end to the season for Florida State.
2: I, I, I do stand by it though. An, an, an undefeated conference champion will get in, and I think they should get in.
1: Yeah. Well, and that's the resume you're talking about. The yeah, I body test. of work has, that has to, that has to yeah, matter. The so they, test with Tim. See, I thought their job, the committee's job, was to come up with the the best four teams in college football.
3: Yeah, so put a name on it. Are you saying that FSU, if they win this game Sunday or Saturday, should get in over? They're undefeated, There. Oh, you know, absolutely. So should they yeah, get no, in I'm over? I've been on
2: the record on that all day. Yeah. Well, if you're going by Undefeated the resume, conference champions are getting in. That's that's the bottom line, and I believe that's the way it should yeah, be. Yeah,
1: and so the committee shouldn't portray this as they're going in trying to come out with the top four teams I, I in college football. I do agree football. with that
2: because their rhetoric does not uh, support their performance, if you will, their decision-making. So, so there's,
3: so there's, But the system in your logic is set up to fail because there's a power five oh, yeah, and there's absolutely. only four that's spots. That's why we're expanding. That's so why how everybody's there. You, you, yeah, so I think you're they playing in like the, the controversy because everybody's the, talking about it. Not just undefeated conference champions. Yeah, I want to see the best four teams in there.
1: And, look, Alabama's way different right now than they were early in the season when
2: Texas went into Tuscaloosa and took them down. The truth is I think most college football fans will be cheering pretty hard for Louisville tomorrow because they could keep Florida State out, obviously.
1: that would help take care of all this, right? Picks of the week, I'm ready to go today. Buck Blues picks of the week. Yeah, here we go, man, 20-15. and 2015 and one against the spread on the season. Nine and three in the last four weeks. Better roster, better coaching staff, more confidence. I'm going Georgia. I'll give up the five and a half. And feel comfortable about that. Score, I think it's going to be somewhere around Georgia in the 30s, Alabama in the 20s, so I'll say 34-23. Georgia wins the game. They cover the spread. Go Dogs! I'm going to take Texas, give up the 15 and a half in the Big 12 title game against Oklahoma State. The Horns have done a great job this season defensively stopping the run game, and that's really the only thing that Oklahoma State does well. So I think Texas shuts down the Cowboys running game. believe Sarkeesian wants to look good, so they're going to lay the hammer down, put the foot on the accelerator. I think you're going to see Texas try to run up the score on Oklahoma State for it to look a little better and impress the committee. I'll give up the 15-and-a-half and take the Texas Longhorns. And the trend all year long, we've gone with one NFL game, so my NFL pick this week, I'm taking the 49ers and given up three points on the road in philadelphia philly 5-0 at home and some people would look at that and say well there's no way i'm taking the 49ers then but i look at it a different way no way philly's going undefeated at home this season 49ers coming in they got a point to prove they're back on track after a little bump in the road Got their uh, guys back in there playing at a high level. I think San Francisco takes down Philly. I've got them winning a, a tight four-quarter game, 28-24, so they cover cool the three-point the spread. Kincaid wouldn't be happy to hear that. And there you go. There's my picks of the week. And all year long, we've we've gone against the spread. We don't do the over and under thing. We don't do games that nobody cares about, which I think limits me a little bit. We're taking games people are paying attention to, and we're we're picking a team, and so I feel pretty good about that twenty fifteen and one record, right there.
2: Oh right. wow! I didn't realize you five five over hundred five hundred out. That's impressive. Yeah, twenty but. fifteen and one, very nice.
1: Nine and three in the last four weeks. I feel good about that one.
2: And boom goes
1: the dynamite. I think that's what it is best I can tell. All right, coming back on the other side, man, we're going to dive into this SEC epic showdown. Another matchup with the two powerhouses, Georgia and Alabama. Got some keys to the victory. Chip Towers will join us. We'll get to the bottom of this injury situation for Georgia. Who's going to play? Who's not going to play? Got a Heisman vote I got to turn in. I'll share some of that with you. Stay tuned. You got the Blue Show here on the fan, 680 and 93.7.
4: Book your stay today at Camp Margaritaville Lanier Islands.com cool
1: Listening to the Buck Baloo Show here on the Fan 680 and 937, and we appreciate that and all the 680 the Fan Championship Week coverage. Presented by Georgia's own credit union, New Balance, and uh, the Georgia Department of Behavioral Health. we got our big tailgate set up. Bring your raincoat. As this weather is supposed to uh, continue overnight into tomorrow. And our Harris Cherokee Casino Resort Tailgate Central's big conference championship game tailgate. (sighs) Presented by Truist for the big game at MBS coming up tomorrow. We're going to be partying down from 12.30 to 3.30 Marietta Street, corner of Marietta and Centennial Olympic Park, just a couple blocks from the stadium. And uh, if you don't have your free tickets by now, well, you might you know want to take a chance, see if we still have a few available. Go to 680thefan.com slash tailgate. Truist, our presenting sponsor for that. You're going to see some of the 680 personnel at that tailgate and they're going to be partying down baby let's go to the hobson and hobson newsmaker line and do the bulldog roundtable
0: the fan is proud to be the official sports talk station of the dogs and it's time for bulldog roundtable with buck balloon 25 20 45 15 10 5 get in there punch Roundtable is proudly presented by Georgia's own credit union, Georgia Pack and Load, Finley Roofing, and by attorney Ken Nugent. And that's going to be the ballgame. Georgia will win this ballgame. Only on The Fan, 680 and 93.7 FM.
1: And joining us on the Hobson & Hobson Newsmaker Line, Chip Towers with the AJC. You can read his insight at AJC.com covering the Georgia Bulldogs for over two decades now. Friend of the show, Chip, we always uh, appreciate you coming on, man.
5: I always appreciate being on with you, bud. Thanks for having
1: me. All right, so you got your raincoat and umbrella ready to uh, hit the scene tomorrow, man.
5: Yeah, I was kind of disappointed to see that. I think, you know, a lot of people forget about, because it's in a dome stadium, that, you know, there really is so much that goes on. You know that better than anybody with the you know, the SEC fanfare and all the stuff that goes on in downtown Atlanta and everything else, you'd prefer it uh, to be a nice, beautiful uh, early December day like we can have here in Atlanta. But, you know, you can also have wet ones like it looks like we're going to have this weekend. But it's going to be nice and dry and no wind inside Mercedes-Benz Stadium, and I think that bodes well for your Bulldogs.
1: Yeah, one of the great venues in sports, and I'm talking worldwide, having been to many of these through the years at MBS, we're talking about an elite facility. The atmosphere, I think, is the best in sports, Chip. How about you?
5: Yeah, I do, too. And, uh, you know, apparently the SEC does, more importantly. You know, they just extended the, – the contract was due to run out in 2026. They just extended that to 31 with an option for, for five more uh, after that. And, and, listen, man, that's not a small deal because, uh, I mean, I know firsthand that the city of Nashville – um you know it was is is trying hard to get in there uh you know certainly um Dallas is you know with Texas and Oklahoma coming in um there have been you know behind the the scenes discussions about you know trying to get it to come out there every once in a while and you know even Jacksonville with all the money they're pouring into that facility down there is is you know sort of uh you know done the old clear the throat, <clears> throat> kind of thing you know I mean this is a this is a huge event and you know everybody would like to have a piece of it but it's Atlanta's right now and it Atlanta's for a good while longer.
1: All right so uh give us a, an educated guess on what the injury situation for the Bulldogs look like. Kirby has basically said that Ladd McConkey has worked a little bit on the side this week, a game time decision. They're portraying that as a game time decision. Brock Bowers and Tate Ratledge have gotten some 11-on-11 work during practice this week. Chip, what's your best guess on what's going to happen with these guys?
5: Well, Buck, uh, you know, you certainly played sports for much longer than I did and at a much higher Uh level. And, uh, you know, my simple answer to that is, you, you know, if not now, when? Right. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm not saying that, you know, they're going to be break, breaking out the needles and, uh, you know, so everybody can trot out there. But, you know, first off, you know, Brock Bowers warmed up, was dressed out by all accounts, could have played uh, last week against Tech. You know, Kirby is emphatic about it. they didn't hold, you know, it, it wasn't taking Tech for granted that they held these guys out. But, you know, I mean, he probably could have gone. I, you know, I yeah, I walked with Tate Ratledge down a concourse uh, underneath Bobby Dodd Stadium. I mean, he, he didn't even have a limp. Uh, he also dressed out more. Than so, I mean, I think those guys are going uh, for sure. But I mean, I would say Lad McConkey and Ra Ra Thomas, you know, will probably try to go too. Uh, you can't get a more meaningful situation. And, um, you know, Kirby's a little bit old school in that regard. I mean, Kendall Milton gave uh, gave us a little bit of a glimpse of that earlier this week when he was talking about uh – you know he he's always been very careful about his you know hamstring and he had an MCL situation. Uh, you know Milton has dealt with real injuries throughout his career, as most running backs do. But you know Kirby would get on his microphone, you know, and and, and hey, hey uh, call him the baby back bull, you know, <laughs> call it basically saying you know that that, that he was fragile, uh, you know, to suck it up and get out there. And you know I, you know Milton was laughing about that. Um, and, and so I think that's the attitude. I mean, these guys, they want to play for Kirby. They want to play for Georgia. And um, so, you know, perhaps uh, uh, one or two of I them. Mean, I mean, Ladd's situation, it's, its you know, reportedly his ankle, but he's dealt with that back situation all year. So we we can't really be sure uh, what his situation is. But I would think Ladd McConkey more than anybody, wants to be in this game. And to be clear, the combination therein of Lad McConkey and Brock Bowers, I think, is a huge difference maker for Georgia. Uh, no disrespect to Raheem Thomas or Tate Ratledge or anybody else, but the two of those being on the field at the same time—I mean, just look at Georgia's third-down conversion rate in games where they're both available. They—they—they they, they, they work some magic on that down in particular. And so, um, I—you know—I don't know any of that a hundred percent, but by, my basic. Uh, gut instinct on that if this is a big game these guys are big players key players and they're going to want to go
1: yeah and uh georgia missing out on their inside linebacker a rugged player the captain of that defense went down with the fractured arm as i understand it jamon dumas johnson It looks like he won't play, and I heard your question earlier this week to Kirby at his weekly press conference right here on the fan. We're the official Georgia sports talk station, and so we heard your uh, final question, and I believe you got a a very simple answer (laughs) out of that one. Uh, You know, I'm just holding out hope all along that Dumas Johnson might be able to get back by the time the playoffs get underway.
5: Well, you know, listen. I, I, I mean, I think his absence is huge for Georgia's defense, and a big reason that they've struggled in some of these games, particularly on quarterback run. I mean, he is not the fastest guy. Uh, he's certainly not the biggest guy. He's pretty doggone big. Um, but you know, Pop's role, if you if you watch him when he's uh, when things are going well, when Georgia's playing Georgia ball on defense, you know, that guy is pre-snap. I've never seen anybody more busy pre-snap than Jamon Dumas Johnson is. I, he doesn't get enough credit for what he does in the film room, you know, studying and knowing what the other team is doing. And and uh, just go back and look at highlight tapes of, of Jamon Dumas Johnson, you know. I mean, he makes sure everybody is where they're supposed to be pre-snap. And then he gets where he's supposed to be most of them too. Now CJ Allen is great. There's no question. I mean, I don't know Roquan, N'Kobe, um, He's that type. He's a true freshman who's playing at a high level. He's been freshman of the week twice in the three weeks that he's had to start in this role, but that's not the same as a, you know, a junior who's, who's, who started what, you know, 30 games in a row or whatever it is. So I think that's a big absence for Georgia and, You know, it's just reading between the lines. Okay, Kirby's terse, and I don't take any of that personally. And, I, you know, I I do what I have to do, you know, to try to get details about this, that, or the other thing. And I've gotten some since then behind the scenes. But the key to what he said was week to week. He didn't say day to day, did he? He said week to week, and there's only days to go to this game. So, uh, you know, I don't think you're going to see Dumas Johnson, and I think that hurts Georgia's defense.
1: Carson Beck has had an outstanding season, and gosh, he's had clean pockets. He's working in the middle of the field, uh, something that we didn't see Stetson Bennett doing a lot of. Uh, he's just been, Carson has just been uh, probably beyond the expectations of most people that follow the po- program and, and people that are looking in from the outside. You've got a deep dive coming up uh, at uh, AJC.com into his maturation. What are some of the things you've learned this season about him?
5: Yeah, no, I appreciate it, Buck. I don't I don't usually come on here and promote much that I've done, but it's been kind of fun this week to sort of uh, to to get down in the weeds a little bit about uh, Carson back. And, you know, I get into the fact, if you go back and look, you know, Georgia's on the road at Auburn. You can appreciate this as much as anybody. You know, they're down a touchdown late in the third quarter. They're down, to, you know, Auburn punts them down at the two-yard line. Uh, in Jordan-Hare Stadium, that place is on its ear bonkers, you know, as the old Larry Munson would say. And Carson Beck leads him on a 10-play, 98-yard touchdown drive that included two third-down conversions, included him running uh, out of pressure for a seven-yard gain, it, it included him avoiding a sack and, and getting zero yards on one play. Uh, throwing the ball away one time, you know, and and getting Georgia down the field. And, you know, that I think was his moment, his watershed moment where kind of he believed and now the team believes and everybody believes. And then his numbers from that moment, the first snap at the two-yard line, forward are just unbelievable uh, i mean incredible he's completing 72 percent of his passes on the year so you can imagine but uh the other part of it that was great i got a chance to talk to dj shockley and as you know he's a sideline reporter and his career very much parallels carson packs, and they've gotten to be real close they talk on the sideline between plays all the time about this that and sometimes about x's and o's uh sometimes just you know uh just, you know, rapping and talking about things. And, and DJ shared some really cool insights with me, which I'll, which I'll have in that article. But the bottom line is this. He is who he says he is. Uh, he's cool, calm. Uh, I think in some ways, I mean, you you drilled down on it. I think he's better than any of us really could have expected, and almost to the point that you're like, Wow, maybe he should have been playing instead of Stetson Bennett. Now, you know, I don't, I'm not meaning to defile at all uh, Stetson Bennett's legacy, but the fact is he is special, really, really good. And, you know, NFL scouts and everybody is certainly taking notice at this point.
1: Yeah, he's uh, really been uh, fun to watch this season, the way he's played. And I think the legs thing is underrated. I- you know, so many times on like a third down and six, third down and seven, where he's pulled it down and shown off some mobility that I think most people don't don't expect out of him, uh, using the legs to do some damage too. It's been yeah, really man, really it, impressive. It, it, DJ said the same thing, and listen, he's not taking
5: credit for it, but he you know he talked about a conversation. He said he said, "Bro, run! You know, use your legs, run! You know, I mean you you know." And he's been doing a lot more of that in the second half of the season. I think it's really helped him.
1: And I'm just convinced he's coming back, Chip. Uh, I don't see, you know, there's so many uh, quarterback prospects in the upcoming NFL draft. Uh, I think he's got a chance uh, to to come back and play a lot of football, quality football again next season with the NIL, uh, you know, uh, Griffith uh, down at the uh, AJC. They're talking about uh, negotiating a deal right now that's going on behind the scenes. So, you know, I don't think money's an issue to make him want to jump to the NFL, uh, come back, you're in a great situation, play another solid year and maybe be a, a top 10 pick coming out here a year from now, uh coming up in the draft. Just just my opinion on that one.
5: Well, you know, that's definitely the next shoe to drop and and you know, like you say, I mean the I mean the reviews uh, uh, from the NFL right now are very very strong, and um, uh, you know talking to Jim Nagy, obviously of the uh, uh, the Reese's uh, Pro uh, Bowl thing over there at Mo- Mobile, uh, Alabama. You know he he's talking about you know he's got a letter ready to send. Uh, you know, to Kirby, but he's not going to do it until they figure out what they're going to do. And that's in play. And listen, there'll be repercussions, of course, if uh, Beck comes back. You know, you've got uh, uh, Van Griff waiting in the wings, Gunnar Stocken waiting in the rings, uh, Dillard, uh, uh, Rayola coming into town. But, you know, that's this is, this is where we're at in college football right now. And quarterbacks are everything, and they have a value to them. And, um, you know, I think based on what we've seen from, Carson back this year. He's very valuable to the Georgia Bulldogs.
1: Chip, let's have a late lunch tomorrow. Let's do it at MBS prior to the SEC title game. What do you say? Hey, I'll come find you, man. I don't don't be talking about free lunch now. Hey, we appreciate you coming on the show. Chip Towers breaking down the Georgia Bulldogs for us. You can find him at AJC.com. He joined us on the Hobson and Hobson. Newsmaker line. Let's, let's see what's popping out there, brother. A lot going on. Let's find out what's popping. And I've got the Heisman vote. I got to get turned in the uh, deadline coming up Monday at uh, four or five o'clock on Monday afternoon. So a little time to get it figured out, got it penciled in. And we're not supposed uh, as a Heisman voter to announce our ballot until the announcement has been made. And so I'm going to play by the rules on this one. Doesn't mean we can't talk about it. And the leading candidate, as you look around, it's got to be LSU quarterback Jaden Daniels. And again, this is an individual thing. That's not about the team's success. It's an individual award, the Heisman Trophy. So I know LSU... a little disappointed with their season and the way that turned out. But I tell you, Jaden Daniels, number one in total QBR. If you're an advanced analytics guy, Jaden Daniels, number one, completed 72% of his passes. You know the stats, 3,800 yards passing, 40 touchdowns, four interceptions, ran for over 1,000 yards this season. Jaden Daniels, you know, is going to be in New York. Will it be one, two, or three? And then tonight, I think the Heisman and the order uh, will be, a lot of that will be determined tonight in the Pac-12 title game. We've got Michael Penix and the Washington Huskies. Penix has had a phenomenal season. Man, it's fun watching him spin that rock. I've enjoyed that. Uh, Bo Nix has come on strong here at the end of the year, putting up some unbelievable numbers. And I would imagine uh, who puts on the best show tonight What team wins will factor into the overall voting that will come out very soon. I'm one of these guys where I'm not a stats guy. And so when I've been voting for the Heisman Trophy over the last 10, 15 years, I've always tried to look, uh, number one, at a defender, a guy on the defensive side of the ball, and try to evaluate, okay, who's college football's best defensive player? This year, that's really hard. I don't know if anybody stands out as the best defensive player this year. And then you had Marvin Harrison Jr. coming into the year, was probably the favorite preseason, might be the best overall player in college football. But he has not had an epic season, if you're a stats guy. Carson Beck is rarely talked about in this Heisman voting thing. He's number six in total QBR, quarterback of the top team in college football right now. Uh, Brock Bowers, the injuries have slowed him down this season. With the tightrope surgery, uh, they really respect him fighting to get back in there as soon as possible and expecting him to have a big game tomorrow against Alabama. But uh, Brock won't be factored into this Heisman vote so gotta have it uh turned in on monday afternoon i probably turn it in on sunday as uh we find out coming up very soon who
2: will be the next winner of the heisman trophy you want to get your work done your homework done before nfl sunday right Um, oh well you got church for us yeah you're gonna have to squeeze it in maybe while you're doing some nfl right well yeah we'll be going to church
1: sunday morning of course First Baptist coming It's where we're going. Oh, okay. It's where we're members. And so we've got the college football playoff announcement. will be coming down at high noon. So, look, I might slip out a little early of the, uh, the service. On Sunday, to get in position to so hear get, who's so going go to be the top four teams. And then the we bathroom. got the Falcons and Jets at one o'clock. So
2: just sneak out, go to the bathroom, and then you know, just didn't find your way back. Might sure. exit.
1: We'll be there. We might exit just a little <laughs> bit early to, because that thing's going to happen, man, big time Sunday, starting at high noon with the playoff committee's announcement, and then right into the uh, Falcons and Jets game at one o'clock. All right, coming back on the other side, man, we got some of those keys to victory. I'll throw those down. Plus, we've got a giveaway, so if you want to stick around and win something, we've got our Schumann Farms gift bag. Tell you what that's all about coming up here in the next segment. you got the Buck Blue Show here on The Fan, 680 and 93.7.
4: Book your stay today at Camp Margaritaville Lanier Islands.com.
1: Buckling show on the fan. College football voice of the South. Getting ready for championship weekend. That gets underway tonight with the big Georgia high school football state semifinals also going on tonight. So another busy night feel bad uh, for the, the bad weather out there for these high school players. Man, these are huge games tonight. Huge games tonight. And so I'm uh, going to have to play through some bad weather to get to that state championship ah, that football game. Football weather, Buck.
2: There's nothing wrong. There's yeah, men, but if you're young a young man, you want to be able I,
1: to I'm handle the, ball, about the Buck, You want to
2: be on. able to throw it around, throw a perfect spiral. That's why you you need that running game and that defense. Defense travels. Mm-hmm. doesn't matter about the uh, conditions. Well, I tell you, you can still throw it around.
1: I think you have an advantage offensively if it's not just yep. a downpour because you it's got it's the DBs who don't know yep. what direction that receiver That's is going, absolutely. and then they try to make a... You know, change of direction, they slip and fall. You got a wide open it's receiver wide open.
2: to get the ball to. It's not all about the quarterbacks, but come on. No, uh, you know, it's about those big boys up front. Yeah. Sloppy weather tonight. Got to have
1: that. Yeah, That's... it's going to be some sloppy weather out there, Big tonight. weekend all over. Thank goodness for the bins tomorrow. It'll be clean and fast for Georgia and Alabama. want to invite you to join us on Thursday, December the 7th, from 6 to 10 at Motor Cars of Atlanta as we close out our Generation Fan 30th Anniversary Celebration with the second annual 680 Casino Night presented by First Horizon Bank and benefiting Atlanta Community Food Bank. Admissions, $125. And we're going to have all the Vegas-style games you love. At the end of the night, you'll cash out and cash in on what I'm told are some amazing prizes. So head over to 680thefan.com slash casino and reserve your spot right now. And For the latest on the Braves, it's time to go shopping. All right, we're going to kick the Braves to the curb. By the way, the winter oh meeting's getting, getting underway. getting underway. Uh, starting uh, Sunday, and we will go in Nashville Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So we'll be uh, keeping track of what Anthopolis and the Braves are doing there. Hopefully they're going to find a quality rotation guy and uh, be able to solidify that. Uh, Anthopolis has done a great job of solidifying the bullpen. I think we need another big-time starter to plug in the rotation. Whether it's a trade for Dylan Cease, or maybe we end up getting Yamamoto in here. You never know about these things. No, Yamamoto. Takahashi. No, no, no. Yeah, Yamamoto. Shohei Otani. You know, the boys at the coffee shop are still thinking the Braves are going to get Shohei Otani in here. And I keep telling them, dude's going to want a $500 million contract. We're not going to give him that. So I'm sure our uh, guys, McAlpin and Got Ben Ingram going to be all over the winter meetings starting uh, on Sunday. Everybody shows up on Sunday. Go Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. We'll be all over it next week. Want to get to some uh, keys to the game in this Georgia Alabama matchup, and want to start with uh, Alabama offensively and Georgia on defense. For me, Alabama two players have to play out of their mind for Alabama to win this game. And they're capable of doing it because they're two of the most talented and two of the most impactful players in college football right now. And we're talking about the quarterback, Jalen Milrow, the most improved player in college football this season. I'm totally convinced of that. Where he was earlier this season when they sat him down and where he is right now, it's been like night and day. Alabama's going to have to get a memorable performance out of Milrow to be able to win this game. And, and, you know, there's another thing that concerns me, too, on this side of the ball is Alabama, with that huge offensive line, is able to pound Georgia in the run game. And that includes Milrow uh, helping run the football there. But I think Milrow is the key for Alabama on that offensive side, the ability to hit open receivers, to scramble around, extend plays that's going to be a must for Alabama if they're going to uh, upset and take down Georgia. Defensively for the Bulldogs, they've done a great job. They've only allowed nine explosive plays in 11 games. We're talking about plays over 20 yards, whether it's a run or a pass. They, uh, they've they been tremendous doing that, and I think what you're going to see this Georgia defense do, they they need to limit these explosive plays. So how do they do that? I don't think they're gonna. You're gonna see Georgia playing a lot of man, man coverage. You won't see a lot of blitz out of Georgia. The last thing you want to do is give Milrow the opportunity to see that it's man-to-man coverage, and he can pull that thing down and run with it at any time. Can do some major damage there. So I think you're gonna see Georgia hope that they can keep him in the pocket. Uh, drop seven maybe eight guys back, and play a lot of zone defense. And in zone defense, every defender's got his eyes on the quarterback. So I'm I'm expecting to see Georgia play a lot of zone in this game now. They're going to have to do a good job of ganging up on the run against this huge offensive line and uh, focus on limiting what Milrow, the impact he can make on this game with big plays. Let's look at the other side of the ball. Got Georgia on offense, Alabama on defense. Alabama, to me, the other guy they need having a tremendous game and he's capable of doing it is Dallas Turner, number 15. If not the best pass rusher in college football, one of the top pass rushers this season in college football, 15 can flat play the game. He can put some heat on the quarterback. He can come off the edge. And Georgia, what they need to do on this side of the ball, I'm sure Mike Bobo's all over this, What Beck has had all season long is a clean pocket where he can make good, quick decisions and work the middle of the field and get that ball out on time. Much easier for the quarterback to do that with a clean pocket. So these George offensive tackles, Green, Mims, Truss, if he slides out there, they're going to have to do the job on Turner. Can't have him muddying things up, getting the back back in the pocket. And then the other thing is, Bobo, I'm sure, wants to get the ball to the best player on the field, and Brock Bowers. Target Bowers did some damage in the SEC title game a couple of years ago against Alabama. I'm sure Bowers is now capable of getting ten touches in this game and doing some major damage. Put some really tremendous heat on these Alabama uh, nickelback. The uh, players there that are on that side of the ball going to have to do a, a really good job in Malachi Moore and Caleb Downs limiting what Bowers does in the game. And those are the keys to me on both sides of the ball. Let's get to the final word. Time for the final word. Brought to you by Howard Brothers. Keeping Georgia green since 1955. All right, every week right now leading into Christmas, we are giving away a copy of my book, about the championship 1980 season for the Georgia Bulldogs. Uh, The title, Inside the Hedges. I want to thank my friends at Schumann Farms for making this happen. So we'll give away a book right now and a Schumann Farms gift bag right now at 404-231-1680. You've heard me talking about Schumann Farms. Not only are they the official sweet onion of the Georgia Bulldogs, but the official sweet onion of the Baloo Kitchen. Schumann Farms, uh, getting it done for you here. So 404-231-1680, the number, give you a signed copy of my book Inside the Hedges, thanks to Schumann Farms. And by the way, I got a book signing coming up Saturday, December the 9th at North Point Mall, uh, Alpharetta at Man Cave Memorabilia. That is a Saturday, December the 9th from 10 to noon at Man Cave Memorabilia. I'll be telling you more about some of the other spots I'll be coming up in the coming weeks. Uh, makes the p- perfect Christmas present for that Bulldog fan in your life. Uh, you can buy it online, too, at InsideTheHedges.com. It's going to do it for me today. Nick and Chris are coming up next. Stay tuned for that for Road Dog and DT. We appreciate you listening to The Blue Show, 10 to 11, Monday through Friday, here on the fans. Go, Dog.
3: Thank you, Buck.